0: الحمد لله وكفى الصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ومن يعظم شعائر الله فإنها من تقوى القلوب وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم (laughs) لَيْسَ مِنْ مَنْ لَمْ يُجِلَّ كَبِيرَنَا وَيَرْحَمْ صَغِيرَنَا وَيَعْرِفْ حَقَّهُ أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ O Suspective honorable brothers and elders, Allah, wa taala, out of His grace and mercy, has blessed us with the greatest wealth of Iman, Nothing in this entire universe can compare with this great wealth of Iman, and no matter how much sugar we make for this great gift and bounty of Allah Ta'ala, and spend our entire lives in sajda and making the sh- sugar for this gift and bounty, it would not be able to fulfill the right of one fraction of the required sugar. So this is something that we have to be constantly grateful for, and make an effort to keep improving and increasing this Iman. This Iman that Allah, Allah blessed us with has various dictates of what should be in a person's life. There are various attributes of Iman, these sifats, these attributes, these qualities. So among the many, many attributes of Iman, one of the very great and essential qualities which is incumbent upon every moment. To inculcate this quality deep down in his life, to live by this, is the aspect of adab, respect. Let alone deen, deen it goes without saying. Even in dunya, if a person has compromised on adab and respect, then such a person hasn't reached any point of distinction in anything. Nobody has made any progress in anything as such without adab, without respect. So, just to understand this respect in the light of the Quran and Sunnah, and in the practice of our seniors of deen, that what is the importance of this adab, because unfortunately, like many other aspects of deen, the aspect of adab is also fast leaving our lives. The degree of adab and respect that used to be there previously, it's very, very much lesser than that nowadays. So in order to understand what this adab is all about, first to just take some ayat of the Quran Sharif. Allah wa Ta'ala Himself mentions this adab. The ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited right at the beginning. Allah Ta'ala says, وَمَنْ يُعَظِمْ شَعَائِرَ اللَّهِ فَإِنَّهَا مِنْ تقْوَ الْقُلُوبِ That those who honor and respect the symbols of deen, then this is something that can emanate only from Taqwa, which means this is a sign of Iman. Symbols of Deen, those things are directly attached and related to Deen, that a person sees and understands Deen from it immediately. Even a person who has no Iman, he understands this to be part of a Muslim. The Masjid, the Qur'an Sharif, the month of Ramadan, the day of Jumu'ah, and all the azan is all the symbols of Deen. Allah Ta'ala is saying that the person who respects these symbols of deen, this is a sign of his iman. So The converse is very dangerous. The converse is very, very dangerous. Allah forbid that a person starts compromising on the respect of these aspects. Then this means his iman is in danger. The person compromises the respect of the masjid, the respect of the house of Allah Ta'ala, the respect of the azan, the respect of the Quran Sharif, means that this Iman is shaking. So this is a very very essential aspect in the life of a mu'min. Adab and respect is not something like a nafil act. Person does it, mashallah, is very good, it's not a serious, no, it's very serious. In surah Khujirat, this is a surah which deals with a lot of social etiquette. And the adabul mu'asharat, the social etiquette. Allah Taala commences the surah with teaching us etiquette, teaching us respect. Allah Taala addresses primarily the Sahaba. Ya ayyuha al-ladina amano, la tuqdimu biin yadeeillahi wa rasulihi wa taqul Inna Allaha samiun alim. That all you who believe, don't be ahead of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. In other words, what was the, the lesson to the Sahaba? that you should await Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi wa instruction in something. You don't jump the gun. Before Nabi sallallahu Alaihi wa has given you the go ahead, you don't just do something. And like that in all other matters, you don't start off doing something before he does it. Even if it's something like eating, you wait for him to start. You don't walk in front of him. So now this was the etiquette that the Sahaba were obliged to observe for Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi wa sallam. While this etiquette to that level will only be for Nabi sallallahu sallam, but thereafter the Sahaba deserve that etiquette, for those who are below them, they have to respect the Sahaba in that way, until Qiyamah. This will be the etiquette that will be observed for the people of Deen, the seniors of Deen, the Ulama-e-Kiram, those who we take Deen from, we learn Deen from, that they have to be given that respect. In the hadith that was recited, Rasulullah sallallahu Lay wa in says, Laysa min ummati. This is a very, very frightening expression. Like a father saying to his son, You're not my son. That must be really something serious for the father to come to that point. To so to say, disown the son. That must be really something that brought it to the peak. Nabi sallallahu alaihi is saying, Laysa min ummati. Such a person is not from my ummah. As if he's disowning this person. Who? The one who doesn't show respect to our elders. Elders, person elder in age. Person senior in some position or the other in deen. Who doesn't show uh, mercy to our youngsters. The person who doesn't acknowledge the rights and the rank of the scholars of deen the ulama nabi sallallahu alaihi wasum is so to say disowning. only lays them in ummati such a person part of my ummah. so in this ayat of the quran sharif allah taala is teaching this etiquette to the ummah. and then further allah taala says in the next ayat ya ayyuhalladhina amanu la tarfa'u aswatakum fawqa sawti nabi wala tajharu lahu bilqawl kajahri ba'dikum liba أَنْ تَحْبَطَ أعمالُكم وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَشْحُرُونَ That, oh you believe, don't call out to Rasulullah وسلم, shout out to him like you would talk to one another. Don't raise your voice in his presence, and don't shout out to him like you would call him to one another. And then in the end, Allah gives a very dire warning. That beware that this compromising, this respect for Rasulullah وسلم, is so serious. أَنْ amalukum أَعْمَالُكُمْ antum لَا تَشْعُرُونَ It might totally nullify all your actions. And the Mufassirin explained, Allah forbid that even iman is an action, so it might nullify iman too. What? The disrespect for Rasulullah وسلم Because that's now of another severe level. أَنْ أَعْمَالُكُمْ It might cancel and nullify all your deeds. And you won't even realize What happened? The person will still carry on, everything is normal, he'll be still performing his salah, he'll still be doing various amal. Allah, Allah says, but your amal have all been nullified. There's nothing left because of the disrespect. While this was the etiquette in the time of Rasulullah in his lifetime, now that he's no more in dunya, this is the etiquette at the Rauda Mubarak for example. This, that he doesn't raise his voices there, voice there. It's the etiquette to be observed when the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam are being discussed, being recited, is the talim of the ahadith of Nabi sallallahu taking place? The talks of deen, wherein the words of Rasulullah sallallahu are being conveyed. Sometimes a person in a talk of deen, in the masjid it might be, and the person is now busy with his phone and busy with something else. This is disrespect of the house of Allah ta'ala, disrespect of the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So this is what we are being cautioned about. This disrespect can become very serious. In order to understand this disrespect in the lives of Sahaba, Nabi made them observe the respect, made them apply this lesson of respect. They were through this learning process. Once Rasulullah himself, he sees Abu Darda He is walking slightly ahead of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq so he addresses him and he says, لا تمشي أمام رجل خير منك هو خير منك Don't walk in front of a person who is better than you. And then Nabi وسلم gives the virtue of Abu Bakr رضي الله an, and he says, إِنَّ أَبَا بَكْرٍ خَيْرٌ مِّمَّنْ طَلَعَتْ عَلَيْهِ شَمْسَ gharubat." Abu Bakr رضي الله عنه after the Anbiya وسلم, he is the greatest person on earth upon whom the sun has risen or set. So now you must observe this respect for him, Don't walk in front of him, walk behind him. Now this was the respect that one Sahabi was made to observe for another Sahabi. Because this Sahabi, Abu Bakr was so much more senior in rank. So one Sahabi was made to show this respect to another Sahabi. What about those who are after the Sahaba? Every Sahabi they will have to show this great honor and respect to. Unfortunately, in the time and age that we live in, you'll find people, Nausubillah, criticizing the sahaba and talking ill of them. But this is the respect that Rasulullah sallallahu wa himself taught. That forget anything else, don't even walk in front of the person who's senior in rank to you, in Deen. So he asked the one person, Who's this person to you? He didn't know either of them. So the younger person, he asked him, Who's this person next to you? So he said, This is my father. Said your father? Said yes. Said, La bi ismi. Said, don't ever refer to him by his name. Use a title of respect. Wala tamshi amama. Don't walk ahead of him. ولا qabla. If you come in a place together at the same time, you don't sit first. Let him sit first. What is being taught? Respect. Unfortunately, this is a very, very essential value. But this is fast leaving our lives. Children have not understood, not learned, not been taught. What is real respect? How they are supposed to be respecting the elders? How they must be respecting the house of Allah Ta'ala? How they must respect the Qur'an Sharif? How is the Qur'an Sharif to be held? Always on the chest, unfortunately it's often hanging on the side. Where must the Qur'an Sharif be kept? How must it be kept? That is this not just any other book, and sometimes kept among other books. No, the Qur'an Sharif deserves a very, very special place and to be kept in a special manner. So all this is part of this etiquette and respect. Once two brothers came to Rasulullah wasallam, Huvayisa and Muhayisa radiyallahu ma'am. There was some incident that happened, they came to relate the issue. The younger brother started speaking, because he was the person on the scene. The elder brother now accompanied him. Nabi Sallallahu wa says to them, "Kabir, kabir." You let the elder brother start speaking. It's not the etiquette. Might be brothers, but you let the elder brother start speaking. To this extent, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught this respect. So now the elder brother started speaking and he said, well, this is the issue that happened, but my brother was on the scene. Okay, right now let him carry on. So now he continued. Respect. And those who took this legacy of the Sahaba, which Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave them, then they also observe this etiquette and respect in their lives. The very great personality, Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullah alayhi. That personality who all the muhaddithin, the fuqaha, everybody hold in tremendous respect and honor. Born in 118 Hijri. So in the second century of Islam, person who you'll find his name in the chains of narration of Bukhari Sharif, Muslim Sharif, repeatedly. So he is sitting in the presence of another very senior scholar and great muhaddis, Sufyan ibn rahimahullah. now somebody comes in, in the gathering, they ask Abdullah bin Mubarak who himself was a very great alim, great muhaddis, great scholar, great faqih, great mujahid to ask him the question, now he's sitting in the presence of Sufyan ibn Uyyena who was his senior, he himself is a very great personality but immediately what is his response to the person who asked him the question in this gathering? He says, نُهِينَا أَنَّ تَكَلَّمَ inda akabirina." He says, we have been prohibited from speaking in the presence of our Akabir. This terminology started long ago. This is 118 Hijri that he was born. He says, we have been prohibited from speaking out of respect in front of our Akabir. They are our seniors and elders, they will speak. We will listen. You want to ask a question, you ask it to him, not to me. Nowadays everybody has a view, everybody has an opinion in deen, everybody is an expert to give his view in deeny matters, whether he studied deen or not, but this was the respect that these people had for deen and for the seniors of deen. Once he was dictating hadith, and while dictating hadith, there were this crowd of students recording the hadith from him. And he began dictating, Haddathani an-Nu'man ibn Thabitin. Nu'man bin Sabit related to me. So one student asked and he said, who you are referring to? Ustad, who are you referring to? Nu'man bin Sabit?" So he replied and said, A'ni Aba Hanifa Mukhal Ilm. So asking who I'm referring to. I'm referring to Abu Hanifa rahimahullah, The personification of Ilm. Person from head to toe was knowledge. He was a walking library. Now because of the propaganda, unfortunately, this happened in every era, that sometimes, some personality, some person or the other, for whatever the agendas of people are, they start malicious rumors, spreading malicious rumors about him and making all kinds of accusations. So now at that time also regarding Imam Abu Hanifa many people were spreading some things. So some of these students probably heard about these things, but unfortunately again the same common problem, we don't verify. You don't get to the root of it. What's the reality? What's the truth? So they just took this, that yes, there's a problem with this person. So now when they heard, yes, he's relating the hadith of Imam Abu Hanifa, many of them put their pens down. In other words, we're not going to write this. So he kept quiet for a while. Now he's a person of great position, and all these students revered him as a very great personality. So that's why they came to learn hadith from him. But now because he started relating the hadith of Hadith, Nauman bin Thabit Imam Abu Hanifa oh, they put their pens down you're not gonna write his hadith so he kept quiet for a while and then he addressed them and he said that Ma adabakum. how disrespectful of you and Ma how ignorant are you about the people of deen and the imams of deen Ma and how less you know and how little you know about who the true people of knowledge are and then he says that, there is nobody that is more worthy of being emulated than Abu Hanifa. the كَانَ Imaman, Takiyan, Nakiyan, Aliman, Faqihan, Now this great muhaddis of the time, and this great personality of the time, who every muhaddis, Imam Bukhari, Imam Muslim, anyone and everyone hold in great honor. He starts relating all the great titles of Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, and you have the audacity to say you're not going to ra- record his hadith. He took a Qasam. He then took a Qasam. He said for one month I'm not going to relate hadith to you. Now for one month I'm not going to relate hadith to you. Why? That if you don't learn adab, your knowledge also won't benefit you. You need to learn the lesson of adab. Now you are so desirous of hearing hadith from me, but I'm not going to give it to you. Because you must first learn adab. You must first learn respect. This is a very, very crucial aspect of deen. A whole deen rests on Adab. Same personality Abdullah bin Mubarak wala, says, al Adab wa Yakuna Suru Deen. That Adab, it's almost like two-thirds of Deen is Adab. Take Adab out of the equation and deen will collapse. Take adab out of the equation, there'll be chaos. In one home, take adab out of the equation, there'll be chaos. If the children can't understand the Position of the parents and respect the parents, will be chaos in their home. If in an institution the person can't understand, this is a principal, this is a teacher, so I must respect their authority, respect their position, there will be chaos. And this is the chaos we are witnessing everywhere. In any structure, if there isn't that respect for authority, there will be chaos. And in every department of life we are seeing this chaos. One of the main reasons is this adab has come out. Seniority doesn't mean anything. Who is my father? Or who is my uncle? Father is not a person. Then uncle, what are we going to talk about? So whereas the great personalities of the past, they loved adab, they taught adab. Once one person asked Imam Abu Hanifa rahimahullah, that Abdullah bin Mas'ud ta'ala, the great sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu sallam, they were two students of his. Both were very distinguished students. One was Alqama rahimahullah, the other was Aswad rahimahullah. Both were tabi'een, the students of Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala, So he asked Imam Abu Hanifa who was greater of the two? Because both were distinguished. Both were really ahead of the rest. But now among the two of them, who was greater? Now, Imam Abu Hanifa himself is a tabi'ee. He himself was a very great alim and jurist. Perhaps he could have been even more knowledgeable than them. But they were senior in age to him, senior in being tabi'is to him. What is his reply? His reply is, that what is my worth? I cannot take their name except in making dua for them, and making istighfar for them, asking Allah to overlook their shortcomings, and making dua to Allah to bless them and give them the highest ranks are you asking me to now say who is better of the two? I don't even have the mouth to take their names except by making dua for them and talking good about them. So this was a very deep lesson actually. This was a very deep lesson and this is a lesson that we need to take very deeply to heart as well. That we don't get into the issue of who is better, especially in a difference of views sometimes which will occur. Among the scholars of deen, among the ulama, there will be differences sometimes. But our responsibility which we have been given in the Qur'an Sharif, "Alu in Kuntum La Ask people of knowledge. So a person is responsible and obliged to identify an alim, who he has confidence in, in the person's ilm, the person's piety, the person being a متبع sunnat. He is a person conscious of the sunnah of Rasulullah he identifies one personality and then he follows him. On the day of Qiyamat, he will not be asked by Allah wa ta'ala that why did you not now decide between the two who was right and wrong. He is responsible to identify one personality of deen and then follow him. And he will be then inshallah rightly guided. So this is a very deep lesson Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah being that great personality he was and that knowledge that he had and that piety and the distinguished position I can't compare between them, neither can we compare between people, between the scholars of deen. We have to decide who is the person that we have that confidence in, in terms of his deen, his piety, his knowledge, and who is being endorsed generally by the ulama of the time, we follow in his footsteps, and inshallah we'll be rightly guided. So this lesson of Adab, this is a very very essential lesson, something that we have to instill in our own lives into the lives of our children, especially as we discussed the adab of all the aspects of deen, the Qur'an Sharif, the aspects of deen, the Azan, respecting the Azan, respecting the Masjid, respecting elders, all these are things that we have to inculcate in our own lives, the lives of our children, and to the extent that we will bring this adab alive, inshallah we will protect our deen, we will protect many other essential aspects of deen, and Allah forbid if this adab starts getting compromised, it's not one thing that is getting compromised. We'll start compromising the whole of the Allah tabarik ta'ala grant us a taufik of bringing all these qualities of iman into our lives. Keep us with iman. Take us with iman. And raise us on the day of qiyamah with iman Wa akhiru da'wana.